0: Welcome to Legal Nurse Podcast, where you will get tips to expand your LNC skills. I'm Pat Iyer, the host of the show. Every week, you will see or hear interviews with experts and tips from them as well as from me that will help you develop the knowledge that you need to succeed in this exciting field. I want to hear from you. Share your thoughts about the show by going to podcast.legalnursebusiness.com. Look for a red button on the homepage. When you click on that button, you can leave me a question or share a compliment or a suggestion about the show. I want to hear from you. Coming up, March 14, 15, and 16, 2024, join us for the 9th LNC Success Online Conference. This is an event where you can get support, a community, and knowledge about the specialized field of legal nurse consulting. Get your ticket by going to this link, lnc.tips forward slash March 2024 virtual. And if you see this podcast or hear this podcast after that date, to the link and you'll be able to invest in the recordings i'll see you there now let's go to the show
1: i'm
2: chris Mew, a guest host on legal nurse podcast our guest is well known in the lnc community as a pioneer and thought leader she's been using ai for several years and brings you today her thoughts and recommendations for you as an LNC. Here's Pat Iyer.
0: Hi, Chris. Thank you so much. It's exciting to be able to talk about this topic.
2: How did you get involved in exploring this use of technology?
0: I've been part of a business coaching program for about three years. I've had my own business coaches since 2008. And the program that I joined originally was focused purely on creating videos, was called Video Rockstars. And then the people running the coaching program, Terry Brock and Gina Carr, who are engaged to get married, they are a couple, they started introducing into our coaching more content on the use of AI. Terry is a self-admitted geek. He loves any geeky content and AI is right up there with the geeks. So he began talking with us about ChatGPT and some of the other programs as they came on board and encouraging us to use them and experiment with them, which is what I started doing. And then last year I brought to the LNC community a five-day free challenge on using AI for marketing purposes. And that was my introduction to our world of how you can use some of these powerful tools yourself.
2: And how is AI changing our world?
0: It is changing our world in so many ways, Chris. Uh, There are some industries that are at risk. There's some innovations, there's some concerns. It's increasingly being built into the technology that we use, and you may have used Canva. I believe that you have used Canva. Yes. Uh, It's built into Grammarly, which is a very common editing, spell-checking, program that helps improve your writing skills. It's being used in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I was reading a story just last night on my phone about um, the ways that it's being integrated into many aspects, such as AI is used to screen people's resumes when they are applying for jobs. Mm -hmm. It's being used in the medical insurance industry I know as legal nurse consultants, we're aware that insurance companies don't always pay all the bills. Maybe we know that as healthcare consumers and it's screening out people who are submitting bills that the insurance company doesn't want to approve. It's replacing people in many industries, including accountants and graphic artists, stock market traders, um, people who are coders, people who work in customer service. You know, those little chatbots that you see on websites now that are programmed to respond to certain key words or phrases. Those are replacing humans who took longer to respond. Uh, market analysts is another group of people who are being replaced and people who work in media jobs. So there's lots of occupations that are either been um, supplemented, replaced, um, being made more efficient in some ways, although certainly AI is not like humans. and, And we'll talk about some of those issues as we go along.
2: And what are some potential negative aspects of AI? You've covered some, but what are some negative aspects?
0: There are synthetic voices, for example. I could program my uh, voice, and I used a site to do this called 11 Labs, where I can type in words, and it comes out in my voice. Now, the bad guys of the world, of which there are many, have figured out how to create voices and videos from real people at probably the most famous and earliest use of this was when Queen Elizabeth was recorded giving a Christmas greeting in front of her Christmas tree. And it was her speaking, supposedly, but it was actually an AI video using her voice, making her mouth move. And she was not recorded. She, the human was not being recorded. It was a fake. And if you look up... um, fake video, Queen Elizabeth, you'll find that it came out a couple of years ago. There are people who are uh, prone to try to extort money from others. Like Chris, if you got a phone call that said, we're holding your husband hostage. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see him alive again, you have to give us $500,000. And then he supposedly gets on the phone with a voice that they've created that says, hi, honey, this is real. I want you to get the money out of the checking account. Uh, that's the one of the malicious uses of AI because they don't have your husband, but they pretend that they do. Yes. There are copyright suits going on now Some from some very famous writers mm-hmm. who are concerned because their works Have been fed into AI and are being used to create derivative works and they're saying hey wait a minute I never gave you permission to put my novel in and now people are building their books right in the voice of Stephen King or right in the voice of JK Rowling and creating works that those authors have no claim on and the author the quote author who put it into the AI is the one who is earning the money. You may have heard about attorneys who have relied on AI for submitting briefs to the court, citing cases to support their points. Mm -hmm. Cases don't exist. Mm -hmm. The original one that I heard about, probably about half a year ago, was of two attorneys who were representing a passenger who was on an airplane. And the flight attendant pushed that metal cart down the aisle. We all know and love that cart. Would you like something to drink? And banged the knee of this passenger. And he filed a suit. The attorneys did their research through AI and cited other cases that supported their position. The problem was that those cases didn't exist, and the judge and the opposing counsel looked up the cases and found out that they were fictitious. So these two attorneys were cited. They ultimately had to pay a fine, and they had passed the statute of limitations on this particular personal injury case, so it was thrown out completely out of court. Um, I have heard of other attorneys. Who have gotten caught in the same black hole of relying on AI for cases and not taking the extra step of making sure that they were indeed accurate.
2: Wow. What are some dead giveaways of words that are generated AI generated? Oh,
0: well, these are fun to spot when you look at AI. Uh, you can see words like uh, unparalleled. There's often superlatives in AI. This is going to be a transformative experience. It will take you to the next level in your business. Now, when we started using AI in the beginning, when I first started using this to write emails and copy, I didn't recognize those as typical AI terms. And I thought, well, this sounds great. But we have been trained, if you look for those expressions to see, hey, that's not something that was written by a human. Um, Somebody who has been working with me as a coaching student asked me this morning to look at her website. And it was clearly put together by a person who went into AI to get copy because it was unparalleled and will take your business to the next level. And these phrases were on the website and I emailed her back and said, you might want to take those things out. Mm -hmm. The other thing that is a little bit more subtle is that many of the people in the computer industry who took this vast amount of data on the internet and fed it into these computers were typically white males. Women and people of color feel underrepresented in some of the wording that comes out of AI. And that's a subtle thing, but it reflects the bias and the worldview and the perspective of the people who did the programming. You know, we we know that expression garbage in, garbage out. A refinement of that is garbage in, garbage stays in. So if you you've got that programming It's hard to pull it apart. Mm -hmm. And when you spend time, as I do, my husband is Indian, uh, you realize so much of your worldview is dominated by where you grow up. I was talking to somebody recently, and I said if she did something, she would be tarred and feathered. And she said, what did you say? No, she didn't grow up in this country either. And I explained about tarring and feathering that was a, a... um, an old, centuries-old method of torturing people to put hot tar on them and then stick feathers. I asked my husband if he knew what the expression meant. Not a clue. But yet for you, Chris, I'll bet you know what tarred and feathered is. You've heard of that somewhere in your education. Yes, and it's I part do. of being, growing up in this country.
2: Yes, it is. Uh, I I have a niece who who uh, grew up in Europe, and I often say sayings like that, and uh, she doesn't understand. Look at me at the uh, bewildered look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are your feelings about creating avatars? Before we continue with the show,
0: I'd like to share this special announcement with you.
3: Are you looking for the ultimate legal nurse consulting conference where you can discover how to gain more clients, expand your skills and knowledge? Well, I have the conference for you. Patricia Iyer and I are excited to offer our ninth virtual legal nurse conference to you. We have new speakers, new topics, and so much more to offer you in the comforts of your own home, or office. This is a conference for every level legal nurse consultant from the very beginner to the most experienced. Please join us March 14, 15, 16, 2024 for this virtual conference. Today, I have the pleasure of being with Diane Krasner, who is a national icon in wound and skin care consulting. She will be presenting pressure injury case analysis strategies and tips from recent cases. Do you feel overwhelmed by the complexity of typical pressure injury cases? Well, Diane Krasner, who has so many wonderful certifications from her PhD, CWCN, FAAN, FAAWC, MAPWCA, WOCNF, as I said before, national icon is here to share information with you. Welcome, Diane.
1: Thanks, Barbara. And I'm so happy to be able to participate in this conference. Um, I'm gonna begin by sharing a systematic approach that I first developed in 2012 when I was review, began to review cases. And I've been using ever since, and I've kind of internalized it by now, but I'm gonna go through that with everybody and then show how I use that approach and tweak it depending on the volume of the records, what the complaint has said in that case. Um, And I'm going to go through several different cases that I've reviewed during the past couple of years um, from different settings, hospital, SNF, rehab, home care. And finally, I'll take a quick look at a very interesting criminal case and show how this approach works all, for all of these different uh, cases because it's based on the standard of care for pressure injury and wound care. But we'll talk about how to deal with voluminous cases. Um, we'll talk about how to carefully assess whether it really is a pressure ulcer, because that's a real important question to know up front. And, and then after we go through that, I want to just share some little nuggets about something that very important that's happened, um, went into effect on October 1st, that's kind of turned some of these pressure injury cases upside down. And it's a new guidance from CMS that they published for section M of the MDS, but it ultimately it's gonna impact all of these pressure injury cases. And it has to do with end of life skin and wound changes. And recognizing, CMS has now recognized that skin changes at life's end, skin failure and Kennedy terminal ulcers are not primarily due to pressure and therefore should not be documented as pressure injuries, but rather as end of life wounds. So this will change going forward, certainly, and even in our analysis of these end of life cases, um, how, how we address them.
3: I look forward to hearing so much more from you. This is really very interesting information and really important information as we go forward in time and we're looking at a variety of types of pressure injury, skin breakdown cases. Well, please join us March 14, 15, and 16, 2024 for our ninth virtual Legal Nurse Success Conference. Please see the link below, lnc.tips.com. Forward slash March twenty twenty four virtual. We look forward to seeing you.
0: Now let's return to the show. Another very interesting use of AI, which is Something Mm -hmm. that I don't think we really foresaw the popularity. I just got two emails today in my inbox from companies that are trying to sell me avatars. An avatar in the sense that we're talking about is taking me Mm -hmm. and filming me in a studio and getting the computers and the cameras very used to me, my gestures, my voice, my expressions, and then replicating that as my exact looking image, where I come in front of the the video screen for my uh, viewer and I look like I am saying that And, but somebody has typed into a little box what I'm supposed to say, and I can say it in English or maybe 30 other languages, which I don't speak. And it will come out sounding and looking like me. I saw a presentation at the National Speakers Association last year that was done by a woman who was working with a company to help market this. Program. There are several on the market. Her particular company was probably one of the first to come to market and they were charging a premium. And she said that this can be used in various points in the sales cycle. Like if you are as a legal nurse consultant, as an example, Mm -hmm. and please be clear, I'm not recommending this, but if you (laughs) wanted to use it, you could create a little video John, it was so much, uh, such a pleasure talking with you this week about your case involving the nursing home fall. I would love to have an opportunity to talk with you about that case and discuss how I might be able to assist you as your expert witness. Let's set up a time to talk further. Now you can do that with a real video on a program called Loom, L-O-O-M, and it will be you, but you could also have an avatar do that. The reason why I'm not strongly recommending this is that we want in the legal industry and in the LNC world to relate to real people. Mm -hmm. And I stopped and I thought about how would the legal nurse consultants who I would like to work with as coaching clients or people to buy my books or my conferences, how would they feel if it was fake Pat talking to them (coughs) As opposed to real Pat, real Pat stumbles over her words and is not perfect. And the hair is not always good every day and the lighting may not be best, but am I going to really be able to connect with people if they see me as a fake person who went to the trouble of creating an avatar when I could pick up the phone or send a Loom video or write an email or get on a Zoom call? Isn't that more authentic than an avatar? So that's why I don't recommend jumping into avatars, although they probably have a purpose for some people in some industries. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that legal nurse consultants or attorneys are there yet.
2: Well, Pat, this has been fascinating uh, overview of AI and aspects of usage. How can LNCs use AI?
0: That's a great question, Chris. (laughs) The, The simplest ways are, and the most authentic, let me stress the word authentic, is to take something that you have written and put it into an AI program, whether that's ChatGPT or perplexity.ai and have it rewrite it to smooth it out, to ramp it up. Mm -hmm. But also in the process of doing that, it can add those words that we've been talking about, transformative, unparalleled, next level. It still requires you to go back in and remove and rewrite words. The shortcut that is very tempting is to go into a program like AI or QuickWrite or Perplexity and say, write me a blog post on the signs and symptoms of sepsis. Mm -hmm. And if it's ChatGPT, it typically won't give you references unless you ask for them. If it's perplexity.ai, it will give you references. That shortcut, however, may not be totally accurate. It requires you to use your knowledge to say, is this accurate or how do I enhance it? Mm -hmm. The coaches who I have, who I mentioned at the beginning of this program, always stress, don't use the AI output verbatim. Go in, check it, rewrite it, edit it, give it a, it gives you a foundation which you then go on and modify. Mm -hmm. So that it sounds like a human wrote it when you go in and do the editing. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be used for creating pages on your website as we talked about a few minutes ago, as long as you modify it. It can be used to give you some research. Mm -hmm. For example, Copilot and Bard are two programs that are great for research where you can go in and say, what are the top five worries of a plaintiff personal injury attorney? AI will give you a list of five. AI meaning you can get that from Copilot or from Bard, mm-hmm. or you can get it from ChatGPT. <clears throat> you can do research that you might not necessarily be able to find on the internet in one place. You could put in that search term in Google, but it will give you hundreds of thousands of results that you then have to wade through and synthesize. Mm -hmm. You can use that information. If you know the top five concerns of attorneys, you can use that information to write blogs, to create video scripts, to revise or write sales Copy for emails. Uh, You can think about social media posts and use those five concerns for social media posts. In other words, you're getting supplemented. You may think, well, I know what attorneys, personal injuries attorneys are concerned about. They're concerned about what are the pre existing conditions that the plaintiff has, they're concerned with what were the complications as a result of this injury. They're concerned with having to wade through voluminous medical records. Mm -hmm. I got this beat, but maybe AI gave you a couple more that you hadn't even considered. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty of doing some research with AI to stimulate your thoughts, but then putting it through your human filter. All right, now I know what they're concerned about. What am I gonna do with this information?
2: Always oh, in- going back to the human human aspect of things, right, Pat. Yes. What, for what sure. are you covering at the LNC Success Conference March 14, 15, 16, 2024 regarding this topic of AI?
0: I just finished um, a free video challenge using videos for marketing your LNC business. And I'm gonna go further. Mm-hmm. The challenge focused on setting up a YouTube channel, doing the artwork, um, creating the right setting for recording videos, and then doing YouTube shorts. We stressed the use of AI a little bit by using that to create some research and then cut that research down to something that you can say in 60 seconds. But there's a lot more that you can do in creating videos using AI, in addition to creating scripts. You can create images in some common sites. You can, as we talked about, narrow down what are the concerns of the attorneys that you would like to be able to market to. You can use AI to write the scripts. Give me a brief script based on this topic, which you then go in and edit. And there are some easy free and paid programs based on AI that make things a little bit easier in terms of using AI for video production.
2: And what else will be covered at this conference besides AI? What else can we look forward to?
0: (laughs) Well, I know that because attorney conferences have opened up again and are being held live, that there's an interest now, a resurgence of interest in live exhibiting. Exhibiting in a virtual conference, yeah, you know, I didn't hear real strong enthusiasm from LNCs about that. You were given your five minutes to talk to the group. But when you're standing in an exhibit hall and attorneys are wandering in and out for two days or three days, you get a lot more opportunity to talk to people. Mm -hmm. And you have to know how to handle those conversations so that the attorney understands how you can help that person. So I'll be sharing a session on making this a successful experience. I will also share some tips on getting it all done when I talked with my coaching clients and and you're one of them, Chris, yes. what are the things that most concern you? One of the topics that came up pretty consistently was, well, how do we juggle everything? How can we be most efficient? How can we focus on our priorities if we have a part-time job or a full-time job and a part-time business? I will cover that. Um, I will also be bringing in guests. Uh, Barbara Levin and I planned this conference. So when I say I will be bringing them in, it's both of us. Mm -hmm. We're having a physician share an absolutely horrifying story Mm -hmm. of an orthopedic surgeon who left a large trail of destruction Mm -hmm. in operating in the mid-east, Midwest, Ohio. I, I guess that's Midwest.
2: Midwest.
0: (laughs) It doesn't really feel like it's Midwest. It's sort of like the East Coast part part. of the world. (laughs) We'll talk about what he did and what happened to the patients as a result of what he did. I've got another physician who I invited to the conference who will talk about Sometimes the defense is very likely to say, Oh, well, that wasn't the responsibility of an individual. That was a systems error if they have to admit to an error at all. What is the difference between a systems error and an individual act of negligence? And how does that influence how we as legal nurse consultants look at cases? Mm-hmm. And we'll also be talking about some pointers on funding your cash flow on observing defense medical examinations, which I know is something that you've been doing, Chris.
1: Yes. (laughs)
0: Um, Looking at how we can as LNCs, through the knowledge and the support and the camaraderie that exists at these conferences, move our businesses forward.
2: Nice. I understand you have a VIP option. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
0: sure the vip option is for people who would like to have more time to ask their specific questions at the end of the first day there's a full hour of q a with me at the end of the second day there's a full hour of q a with me and then also people who have purchased the vip options get access to all of the recorded videos from the conference, which they have lifetime access to, to be able to watch at any time. Uh, And that's something that I encourage people to take a hard look at because it is certainly an advantage to be able to go back and watch something when you have a question or you need clarification about what you heard at the conference.
2: And where can our listeners get more information about this conference?
0: There is a link that is a short redirect link, which is lnc.tips forward slash March 2024 virtual. That is all one word, lnc.tips forward slash, and then there's no spaces between the, the second part, March 2024 virtual. And that will take you to the conference page, which will give you the options and you can sign up. And if you hear this podcast after the conference is over, that will also be the same link where you can invest in recordings. Thank you so much for the opportunity to talk about AI, Chris. I've enjoyed it. I hope it has stirred up some thoughts in our listeners who are listening to this on Legal Nurse Podcast, on the audio channels or watching it on our YouTube channel at legalnursebusiness.com. I'll see you next time. Thank you. Coming up next, you'll have an opportunity to hear from Arlene Klepaski, who is a nurse attorney, has experience as an educator, teaching in LNC programs. She's one of my coaching clients and good friends. And in this podcast, we talked about vetting experts those little flaws that can be destructive to a case if you don't know about them or don't use them to rule out using a specific expert in a specific case. What else do
4: we talk about, Arlene? We talked about how to begin to vet these experts, and uh, we started with the CV. Uh, That's always a good place to start, and one needs to be sure that anything that is said in the CV is validated. Uh, There's a tendency to exaggerate and, uh, or puff as it's called, and that is actually a form of lying and that can cause uh, credibility issues with an expert, whether it's your own or the opposing expert. We also talked about uh, how to research other aspects of an expert, whether or not they have skeletons in the closet, whether or not they are validly licensed, have they um, had sanctions placed against them. Another one is have they let their license lapse. That's happened in a couple of uh, instances where I was involved, where uh, there was a two or three month gap where the um, expert wasn't licensed. So checking with Those boards, those issues, those are are very important. Also, you can check uh, criminal uh, cases. Usually that can be done through the newspaper or or social media. There are a number of research sources, including just Google and Google Scholar to find out all kinds of things about people. The list gives me the chills,
0: Arlene. Those are things that you want to know about a person. And for our international listeners, skeletons in the closet is not the graphic image you might have in your mind with a skeleton hanging from the pole, but the mistakes, uh, damaging information, flaws, holes in backgrounds, lies, misdeeds, that can come back and haunt a person who would prefer that nobody find out about those things. Arlene will use her expertise to share with you in the next podcast, how you can do some of those searches and how you can get more information about the process of doing those searches. So stay tuned for the next Legal Nurse Podcast and I'll see you there. Thank you, Pat. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Check out my resources at LegalNurseBusiness.com and join us for the March 14, 15, and 16, 2024 LNC Success Online Conference. Get your ticket today at lnc.tips forward slash March 2024 virtual. I'll see you there.